All right, we got some stories here today. I'm going to go with the first one. Woman dies of getting the usual. That is a Brazilian butt lift. A Brazilian butt lift. That is just, I don't know what it is with women. Like, even a school teacher died of getting a Brazilian butt lift. A school teacher. You'd think some, you know, usually... um, Women from the hood or IG models would be dying of this, but even school teachers went to a cup went spent a couple years in school to get a degree. You getting a Brazilian butt lift? I don't know, man. This woman is dead after traveling to the Dominican Republic for plastic surgery. It is a growing trend. U.S. citizens leaving the country to get those procedures. And WRTV's Adam Schumes and photojournalist Paul Chiodo have been working this week to try to find out what went wrong in the Dominican Republic. With the heavy- what do you mean what went wrong? What usually goes wrong in another country where it's not, they're not licensed to do this type of surgery. They go to these countries to get a cheaper price. You don't know where, you know, they have no license. They don't know how to do this right. Instead of just saving up money to get it done right, you go off and to, to go to some place where they could just, you know, give you a sign a waiver and you're going to be, you know, either dead or you're crippled for life. That happened to a stripper, actually. She went for a breast implants and her 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 breasts were like were were mutilated, basically mutilated. How am I gonna do this? I'm a dancer. I'm like I think you know, social media has brainwashed a lot of people who don't want to put enough investment in themselves. Mainly women. And you, I, I think that when you do this type of stuff, you have low self-esteem. That you think you're nothing if you if you don't compete and get these big booties like these IG models or these women in these rap videos. You don't know what they're suffering with. Okay? One of these singers, she got a butt lift and her butt was sagging. And she had to get a, a reverse surgery. That's why it's just low self-esteem with these women. It's not worth it. Just all you have to do is just love yourself and work out. That's it. Love yourself and work out. But if you're going to be loving yourself and work out and you want to be, you know, showing booty pics and make yourself look like a cheap Happy Meal and you're mad that simps are in your DMs, that's your fault. A lot of people, they just, yeah, just low self-esteem. They want to compete with these young women who, you know, don't have anything going for themselves. And here you are older than them. You could teach them something. You want to be just like them. I think these women have midlife crisis, a midlife crisis. That's what I think it is. Just like men have midlife crisis. Women got midlife crisis. Reflects on the life of her twin sister. And she went to go get her body done in a DR. And she never, never made it back. Shakari Terry was a mother to a two-year-old and the proud owner the many blessings in paradise daycare on the city's east side before going to the Dominican Republic. And me and my sister had a type of relationship where we could get into it one minute. And then right after that, we'll be back friends and talk. And so I knew someone, right? I felt it in my heart. Damn, you got a two-year-old daughter. I know these people have heard about the stories of, of BBLs. There was a woman who tried to do the same thing. She was in her 40s. And 
she did it here in the, in the U.S. She did it in the Bronx. People were not licensed. It was like these back alley doctors. And when things went wrong, they dumped her naked body in the cemetery. Okay. And then somebody picked it up, picked up her body and brought it to the hospital and they just left. This wasn't Shikari's first surgery this year. She posted on her Facebook back in February that she got surgery. Her family says it was a gastric sleeve surgery that she got in Mexico. Just a few months later. All you got to do is work out. Work out, diet, eat less portions. It's not easy, but it's better than doing, better than, you know, better than taking these risky operations from people that, you know, all they got to do is just move to another uh, town and they're not caught. A lot of this is laziness, man. A lot of this is laziness. Not willing to work out, not willing to do push-ups, not willing to do sit-ups, not willing to drink water, not willing to cut that, cut out food that you've been used to eating. The body is like a muscle. It's your, the strongest muscle you have in your body is your brain. Once you train it to eat um, healthy food, after a while, it will get conditioned to that. And all the healthy, all the unhealthy food you used to eat, the smell of it makes it makes you sick. It's just about training your mind and your body, and everything else flows. But a lot of women don't want to do that. You know, a lot of women, especially in the in some of them in the black community, who don't like to exercise, they don't want to do that, and they take this shortcut. Later on April 11th, her family says Shikari went with her friend Carlisha Williams to the Dominican Republic. Even when it comes to these IG models they so fantasize about, some of them actually work out. It takes work to get that body. It takes work. She could easily, when she have a two-year-old, a two-year-old go to sleep, do push-ups, sit-ups, do supersets, 10 sets of sit-ups, 10 sets of squats, 10 sets of dips and keep doing it without stopping five repetitions of it start off small now you now you don't your daughter is going to be asking where's mommy so she definitely was healthy everything went wrong it happened there they both had surgery for a brazilian butt lift and a tummy tuck they say the surgery was performed by dr jose desenia seen here before the surgery but after she called me thursday night she just went right the second day into recovery which was friday um the 15th uh nobody wanted to talk her out of this nobody i know you guys seen the information online i'll say it again you have to see that information online nobody thought this was a risky procedure nobody but if you say something especially as a man you're being sexist. Who are you? You get cursed out by these types of women. Not all black women are like this, but the black women who are usually hood and of the rap culture, they don't want to hear no common sense. They don't want to hear nothing but hard work into it. Holding yourself accountable to get that body that you want. Us men, we don't, we don't, there's, there's no cushion for us. If we choose to take steroids and we get a heart attack and we die, we know that was our fault. Okay, all these bodybuilders dying of taking roids or overworking their bodies, they have to take account of me that's their fault. Okay. But for women, 
you try to tell them the truth. Maybe you should just work out. Maybe you should not, don't get that butt. Don't get that tummy tuck. Just do some sit-ups. Get that roll machine and do at least 15 constantly. Three sets of 15. Don't stop and rest. Keep doing three sets of 15. I do three sets of those, the, the roll machine, that little plate that you move back and forth. I do three sets of 25. I used to do three sets of 50. And I would do three sets, three sets of um, 50, three repetitions of 50, three, three sets, three times. And it would make me feel, it, it felt good, man. And it made you want to eat healthy. Say that to a woman. I don't want to hear that. You're sexist. Who are you? Get cursed out, especially because I don't speak like I'm from the hood. I speak the King's English. You're whack. You're corny. This happens. Shafori was, I was, you know, moving around a lot more. And Shafori, I was still in pain, but I was moving around. Shafori wasn't really moving around. She wasn't doing nothing. She would lay in bed. I would go in there and try to get her out the bed, try to get her to come downstairs and eat with me. And she just wasn't responding well. Carlisha says Shikari was moved from their recovery house and admitted to a clinic in Santiago. When we go in there and I see Shikori, I almost fell out. Like, literally, like, she was on all these machines. She was unresponsive. And she wasn't talking, wasn't alert, eyes closed. She's unresponsive. Carlisha Williams was told that Shikari was okay. Her kidneys were doing well and her body needed rest. Carlisha <sighs> says Dr. Desenia said she was only sedated. So I'm like, so if you unhook that, you know, she'll be able to breathe and stuff like that on her. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's perfectly fine. Like, you know, body just needs rest. Carlisha says she went back to see Shikari the next day and a different doctor was there. According to Carlisha, that doctor told her Shikari was having a hard time breathing on her own. But 20 minutes later, she says Dr. Desenia came in and told her Shikari was getting better and just needed dialysis. I reach out to the mother and, you know, I'm telling them what's going on, but I'm trying not to scare them. But at this point, I want to scream, like, get down here, like, you know. When Shikari's mom arrived about a week after the surgery, Carlisha says the doctors continue to say that Shikari just needed rest and they were told to leave. Carlisha. They ain't going to tell you the truth. They want your money. They are not going to tell you the truth because then they know you, it's going to be all hell break loose. She's probably not the first woman to go through this. The first vic first of their victims. Set to come back to Indiana the next day. Her mother's talking to her. Her mother, uh, basically, she tells me, like, Carlisha, I don't believe my daughter is alive. She was like, I know my daughter isn't alive. Why won't they tell me? By the time she got to Indiana, Carlisha said that she was notified that Shikari had passed away. So she was like, Carlisha, I went back to uh, my room. She was like, I was probably there for about an hour. She was like, they called me and told me Shikari These days? Just that quick. I said, huh? She said, as soon as she went in, she said her daughter was already in the body bag that quick. Sheree and Carlisha say they just want answers. I reached out to the State Department. They said they can confirm the death of a U.S. citizen in the Dominican Republic. Wow. In a body bag. In a body bag. No words, man. No words. Public, and they're providing all appropriate assistance to the family. We're going to keep fighting. We will not stop at all. Shakori was a very important person. Working for you, Adam Shooms, WRTV. I... What did you say? Well, we have made numerous attempts to contact Dr. Jose Desenia in the Dominican Republic. He has not responded to any of our requests. We will keep trying to reach him, however.
And tonight, the family tells us after trying for days, they expect Shikari's body back in the U.S. tomorrow. There will be a balloon release for Shikari Terry happening this Saturday at 4 p.m. This will be at 5417 East 38th Street on the northeast. <sighs> that, this is just crazy, man. This This is insane, man. Uh, on to the next story, man. On to the next story. Boy, this is just insane. Asian captures a violent shootout in broad daylight, and tonight one person is dead. Police looking for two others, and a well-known retired police captain in the hospital. Someone who's dedicated his life to keeping other people safe. Uh, having this happen to him where he is the victim of violent crime. It's it's tragic. Well, tonight, city officials say retired Oakland police captain Ursi Joyner is in critical but stable condition. Good evening. I'm Andre Senior. And I'm Jana Katsuyama. Frank and Julie are off tonight. Authorities say a group tried to rob Joyner, leading them to exchange gunfire. It all happened around 1 o'clock this afternoon at the Chevron station on 17th and Castro Streets, just off Interstate 980. We have live coverage now from KTV's Deborah Villalone in Oakland with what she's learned tonight. Deborah. Jana, Oakland's chief won't name him, deferring to family privacy. But we do know the man in the gas station gun battle is one of OPD's most decorated cops. From Sky Fox, an all-too-familiar crime scene in Oakland. A shot spotter alert brought officers to this Chevron station about 1 o'clock. The victim was at the gas station filling up his car with gas. They picked the wrong one. These these little these little gremlins need to you know some you know. I'm betting you they were raised by single mothers. I'm betting you they were raised by single mothers. Need to start teaching these kids some manners of discipline because they're gonna get put in a body bag, messing with the wrong person. Sad to say, a lot of them are gonna be put in body bags because when this economy crashes, a lot of people are gonna be packing heat. Approached by several individuals that begin to rob him of his belongings. Surveillance video shared with KTVU shows three men come up on police veteran Ursi Joyner and tussle with him. Later, he pulls his weapon. Uh, he's a retired officer, uh, but we, uh, we and we know he is lawfully able to carry a firearm. Joyner retired as a captain two years ago after a 28-year career, rising through the ranks with stints leading investigations, homicide, and violence suppression. When a robber opens his car door, Joyner starts shooting, bringing one man down and darting around the pumps to aim at the others. They shoot back and hit Joyner several times. It's deep, absolutely. This Oakland council member came to Highland Hospital after hearing Joyner was wounded. Someone who's dedicated his life to keeping other people safe, uh, having this happen to him where he is the victim of violent crime, it's, it's tragic. Tragic too, says Taylor that the man Joyner shot died at the scene. His companions are seen trying to drag him to their car, then give up and flee without him. Again, this today, uh, again, shows us uh, how- uh, They're probably doing this a lot of times. And then if reality kicked in, death came to the door. And uh, now they trying to, you know, pull their buddy out of that fire, but it's too late. It's too late.
how brazen these, these individuals involved in this activity can be. Joyner's Porsche remained as investigators collected evidence and mapped the crime scene. After law enforcement, Joyner got into the cannabis industry and owns a cannabis company. Whether that made him a target? We're looking at every motive, uh, everything that might have led to this particular incident. So nothing's off the table at this point. Joyner was involved in five shootings over his career, one of which led to an inquiry and settlement. Chief Armstrong is also Oakland born and raised and joined OPD just a few years behind Joyner, but set any personal reaction aside to stay on message. This highlights the violence that we've seen in the city this entire year. The suspect car is a black sedan, but police are holding off on details about it for now. Ursi Joyner is married with two children and Jana, he is in critical but stable condition after surgery. All right, okay. Things just unfortunate, but you know, these Pookies and Ray Rays, they're gonna learn, man. They're gonna learn. That's what's gonna happen. Just gotta start taking care of these kids, man. And we got another one. Single mother road rage in a weekend road rage incident. The Douglasville Police Department turned to social media for the public's help in tracking the suspect down. A judge denied bond for 30-year-old Brittany Griffith at her first appearance this morning. Tonight, as Fox 5's Rob Durienzo reports, we're learning shocking new details about the incident. Well, Douglasville police tell us it all started as road rage over the weekend. They say here on I-20, Brittany Griffith shot the teen girl in the face. Police now tell us that in the back seat of the suspect's car, her three children, the youngest, four years old. They found a 17-year-old female gunshot victim. She had been shot in the face. Douglasville police say this woman is 30-year-old Brittany Griffith of Temple. One of the people in the car she allegedly shot at snapped this photo while riding eastbound on I-20. Somewhere around the Highway 5 area, the suspect pulled up beside the victim's vehicle and fired at least one shot into the vehicle, striking the 17-year-old female. Investigators say it's not clear how all this began, but they believe Griffith was stalking the victim's car for about 15 miles Saturday afternoon. One of the occupants of the victim's vehicle took a cell phone photo of the suspect's face, a really good, clear photo. We put that photo on social media and within minutes, we received numerous calls uh, identifying who the suspect was. She turned herself in Sunday night. Griffith faces four counts of aggravated assault and possession of a gun during a felony. She also faces three counts of child cruelty because police say her three kids, ages four to nine, were in the back seat throughout the whole ordeal. This makes it clear. We don't know. You don't know what people have in their cars. The thing is, like, you... People got to control their anger when it's on the road. You know, driving a car is not a joke. And whatever actions you take afterwards, you can scar people for life. You scarred your three kids and they're going to end up in foster care where anybody, any of these creeps and weirdos could do anything to them. And you're going to be mad because you can't protect them. She's from the ghetto. She's from the hood. This is. 
you don't know what type of emotional state they're in during these incidents. So it's really important to try and get away from them. And miraculously, police tell us that the 17-year-old girl who was shot is listed in stable condition. As for Griffith, on Monday, a judge denied her bond, meaning that she will have to stay behind bars until her next hearing. In Douglasville, Rob Urianzo. Insane, man. Insane. Insane. And we got the last one. We got the last one. Unlawful police department. Unlawfully searched my car, arrested me. Made me take 12 pictures in there, sit around, arresting me. He kept playing. I mean, you got away so much, man. You got away with so much, and you couldn't keep yourself out of trouble. Ah, excuse me, you had me some tea. My thing is just, I mean, if you are able to avoid jail, stay out of jail, man. Stay out of jail. Take that as a learning moment. But unfortunately, not everybody learns that way. I wonder if he has people in this corner. I really think athletes and entertainers need mentors, mandatory mentors that they could be taught, you know, not to, not to do things to end up in the same situation twice or to let certain hangups they have like a bad temper put them in that predicament. I really do think they need that, especially black athletes and entertainers, because most of them don't come from stable home environments. And with the baby who comes from a violent uh, a environment of trauma, he did admit about being molested. That could do something to a person's psyche. And he has a temper, so he's, you know, a little he's a loose cannon and he needs help and he needs mentorship. But unfortunately, he's not given that. And unfortunately, the entertainer, the, the the people who handle their music, the producers, don't see that for some reason. Could be for the fact that one black kid gets, one black man goes to jail. There's another black man right to right upright to replace him. Just keep going. Yeah, pull me from out of there and just say, okay, we free to be free to go. We about to drop you off around the corner and gave me have uh, my. My outstanding video production team, the real goats, had them prepared. And I was on stage before I went on stage. I continued to perform, put on the show for my fans. Had my my outstanding video production team, the real goats, had them prepared. And had this right here put on me and pulled their own trick on them. So what we got is high quality audio and video of me doing everything but resisting arrest before they just brought me out here. And we will be airing it out, and y'all will see how dirty the CMPD Police Department just did me on the holidays in front of my daughter while I was putting on the show for my city. Y'all have a good night. Where'd you get charged with, the baby? They didn't charge me with shit. They charged me with, resi with, with resisting arrest. Resisting arrest? Yeah, y'all gonna see a video on my Instagram tomorrow to show y'all I ain't resisting arrest. Y'all feel free to take it. Speaking, news. speaking of your Instagram, you put out that you feel targeted every time you come Absolutely. Every time I do a show here. Every time I do a show here. Every time. There's nobody when I pull up in the parking lot the second I get out the car. 15 cops come around and I brought your microphone. Shining it all into the car window. Shining it all into the car window. They follow me. They pull us over for no reason. They search all the cars. They 
they do everything. They trees on their animals, you know. I'm just putting on for the city. I'm cold. <laughs> Took my shirt. Y'all be good. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. You know, us to y'all. Y'all be good. Thank you, baby. Okay. Well, there you got it, man. There you got it. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Later.